Cram's Vile Caffeinated contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Dude, every time, every fucking time, I know you're going to call me and I still freak out. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, welcome to Crimes While Caffeinated. I'm Marissa. I'm Abby. And what are you drinking today? Water. <laughs> I got here. And some more. Ooh. And oh, so I'm drinking water. Oh, nice. Okay. We're also filming at like 8 o'clock at night. So, um, yeah. Coffee was not the go to. So I decided I was going to get hot chocolate. So, I had hot chocolate. Oh, nice. So that I'm able to sleep and be ready to get up and go to work tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Important. So, yes. As a functioning human being. So how's it going with you? Good. Um, kind of been doing nothing this weekend, just hanging out at home. Um, mm-hmm. I did, I did some lunch preparation for the week. I was um, gonna ask you, how's that going? Um, it's going okay. I think that it's hard to like make a plan and stick to it when I'm like working and I'm tired and I don't really feel like cooking for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I am like making an effort to, and Anna is helping me. That's good. Sorry. She wanted me to say. (laughs) And Anna. (laughs) Anna is helping me. But yeah. Um, it's, it's going okay. Yeah. I, I am feeding myself. That's Which is the goal. That's the goal. (laughs) So. Yeah. Mhm. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. I'm doing well. I'm really tired. Uh, I just ran in the door. <laughs> yeah. Um, as I hiccup. This is what was supposed to happen. So I was on duty last night until 2 a.m. Woke up, really tired. Uh, mm-hmm. but I was like, if I don't get up, I'm not getting up. And you know where also you're like. Your depression is like, oh, what if you just cancel and you could just stay in bed? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I was like, nope, not going to do that. I'm going to, like, go. I'm going to see my friends. And so I texted and I was like to Crystal and Becca, I was like, oh, like, when are we doing brunch? Because we had planned on doing brunch together. Mm -hmm. Well, Becca wasn't feeling well, and she has a trip to Estonia soon, so she doesn't want to be sick for that, so I don't blame her. So she decided to bow out. So Crystal and I were like, we're still going to go. And, like, I kept trying to convince myself of, like, Marissa, you're going to go. You're going to have fun. You're going to enjoy the fact that you're going, even though you're driving an hour and 30 minutes. (laughs) fine so I meet Crystal and we go to did you ever go to the fort uh I don't think so okay so you definitely would know if you did okay um I just went to go put hot chocolate in my mouth and 
may have had to spit it back out into the cup. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You good? Yeah, I'm good. (laughs) Just burnt my fucking tongue. Um, It's okay. So the fort is this place in Springfield. So you walk inside and it's German themed. Okay. Um, Like those like beer lager containers. Sure. And like cups and maps. And it's very, it's very German for the middle of Springfield. Okay. Um, But they had, uh, they had brunch, like a buffet brunch. Ooh. So we, so we got like bottomless mimosas, um, a coffee. Well, I got a coffee. And then they had like eggs benedict and um oh my god, they had this banana pudding with like little chunks of banana at the bottom of the cup. So it was just like all these like little things that were like super, super good and I deaf ate far too much. Um <laughs> but so then after that I was like chit-chatting with Crystal and Crystal was like, oh yeah, like her boyfriend was at a brewery for, like, a will-you-guys-be-my-groomsmen type thing. And uh, so she decided that she was going to kind of kidnap me because I kind of knew, kind of didn't know that she was going to drag me to this brewery to, like, meet this guy that she's, like, her and her boyfriend have wanted me to, like, meet. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, um, it was fine, it was great, like, we were having, like, a good old time, um, and one of the lovely gentlemen, uh, checked my hand to see that I was not married, um, and he was like, (laughs) he was like, if I wasn't married, and I was like, ah, ah, good to know, um, So, yeah, but but, so we um, had gone to Smith's, which, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a it's a bar in Springfield. But so uh, we went there and uh, the guy that they like, he had been like a little awkward because he didn't (laughs) know I was going to be there. Ah, okay. And. Crystal's boyfriend, Steven, only ever, like, asked him when he was super shit-faced if he wanted to meet me. Okay. (laughs) Because they were, like, he would chicken out otherwise. Okay. But so, like, we're meeting and we're talking and, like, I'm having a good time. And, like, he keeps, like, coming in and coming out of the conversation. And Crystal was, like, oh, he's just being shy. Mm -hmm. But this was, this is the (laughs) best. Best part. So we're like leaving, and I'm like, oh, like Crystal, like I need to get back so that I can do the podcast with Abby. And she's like, okay, so we go to go leave because we took one car. So as I'm leaving, I'm like looking around for the guy, and he's like nowhere to be found. Now, this is like 5 30 ish, and like the bar opens at five, so we were the only ones in there so it wasn't difficult to find mm-hmm. if you were in there but he wasn't and I was like okay that's a little weird whatever so we're walking out and all of a sudden he's outside and he's smoking a cigarette 
and he looks at me, Stephen, and Crystal, and gives this face like he got caught with his pants down. Oh, boy. And threw it behind his back. (laughs) And Stephen was laughing hysterically. I'm laughing hysterically. Um, And he was like, and the guy was like, oh, where are you guys going? And he, and Stephen was like, oh, I'm going to walk them to their car. And he was like, oh, and he was like, yo, good dude, you good? And he was like, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so as we're walking away, I was like, well, that's a point demoted because I don't like guys to smoke. And he was like, well, that's the funny part. He's like, he doesn't smoke. <laughs> and he used to smoke and he quit smoking And I think that he is so embarrassed because he's trying to impress you that he didn't want you to see that. What do you want? (laughs) My phone? You want my phone. Okay. And Anna just started pointing and then, like, I don't know, gesturing. And I'm not saying what she was saying. uh, But, yeah, so that was, like, one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my whole life (laughs) was just the look on his face it was fucking priceless um but yeah so there was that um oh also so um fun (laughs) fun fact um if I don't find a job by June I'm moving in with Crystal (laughs) oh wow okay (laughs) Well, they have an extra bedroom, and Stephen was like, yo, you can stay as long as you want. And I was like, okay. All right. Yes. Oh, there's that. That's uh, how my day went. And Leo is very needy because I've been out of the house all day, so he's probably going to be very vocal today. Right, baby? Aw. Yeah. So, yeah, do you want to start our stories? Yes. Who who's got more of the bummer? Uh, mine is not a bummer. Yours is not a bummer. Okay, mine is, I guess, more of a probably more of a bummer than yours. Okay. Well, mine's technically a conspiracy theory. <gasps> Marissa, <laughs> I'm so happy right now. <laughs> I think you're really gonna like it. Yes. Okay, so yours is the bummer? Yeah, mine's the bummer. Okay, you can go first. All right. So, uh, this story I found on, um, well, I found, like, little snippets of this documentary um, Mm -hmm. in Facebook videos, and so then I looked it up, and I watched, like, the entire docuseries today. (laughs) Yeah. And it is... Just a really crazy story that's kind of, like, all over the place and just bizarre. Yes. Um, Yes. So, uh, I have the story of Pazuzu Algarod. Okay. Okay. Um, So, the docuseries is called The Devil You Know, and it's on Viceland, and I found the entire thing on YouTube, so that's... 
that's where I got the majority of my information. Um, I would recommend the documentary, but it does get into like some real graphic stuff and and hmm. some. So like, with caution, recommend yeah. it with caution. Interesting. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, okay, so his name is not really Pazuzu Algarod. He was born as John Lawson on August 12th. I was going to say, I swear to God, if this is, I'm going to cut this. Is he a white guy? Yeah. Of course he fucking is. (laughs) I was like, only, only somebody who is trying to be someone that they're not have a name like John Lawson. To turn it into that name. Yes. So, well, Pazuzu is the name of the demon in um, The Exorcist. Mm. uh, So that's what his first name is after. And then his middle and last name are supposed to be, like, Middle Eastern in origin. Because he um, kind of had this weird fantasy. Or, like, he would make up stories that his, his father was from Iraq And, like, all this weird stuff. He kind of became obsessed, like, after 9-11, he had this, like, weird obsession with the Middle East. Uh, Very, very strange. Okay. But that's not the weirdest thing about him. I was going to say, I have a lot of questions, but I I have only his name, so I'm just going to wait. Yes. So, um, John Lawson was born on August 12th, 1978, in San Francisco. California um his parents were they they separated when he was really young and then they ended up relocating um to North Carolina um and North Carolina is where this whole story takes place the name of the town is um Clemens North Carolina oh no why what it's not like I've been looking at jobs in North Carolina and <laughs> that would be a well, bad if I lived <laughs> Well, this is probably not the type of town that you're gonna that you'd end up living in. Like it used to be the whole area, so Clemens is like a smaller part of Winston Salem, which is um like the largest town in this one county in North Carolina and it used to be like a very industrial town, like a lot of factories and yeah, there's a lot of colleges there now that's why I know the names oh really yeah oh interesting so the the only real view of the like towns that they give in the docuseries is that it's like uh after like the 2008 financial crisis it kind of everything just kind of got shut down and it kind of became this like really there's nothing there anymore Kind oh, that's of. good to know. So it a lot, a lot of drugs now. Oh, like it's, it's it's really just kind of like a place where people do drugs. Really is what it is. It what they made it seem like. I don't know if that's. <laughs> I don't know if that's really what it's like or what, but like they they really made it seem like this is just like heroin town USA now. Like oh god, yeah doesn't doesn't seem like a great place. <clears throat> so his parents separate and he and his mother relocate to Clemens, uh, North Carolina. And there's really no 
accurate story of his childhood because he told a lot of different stories to a lot of different people um and he didn't have like he didn't have a lot of friends really growing up a lot of people that were like close with him or his family so there's not a whole lot of accurate information about his childhood or anything but in the documentary they do interview one of his neighbors who says like um one of his neighbors who babysat him when he was a kid and was like friends with the mom and she just said that he was like kind of just a weird little boy <laughs> like he started having um obsessions with like horror movies he really liked like Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and that kind of thing um at a very young age she also said that he would talk a lot about wanting to be a vampire I mean, I wanted to be a vampire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's not necessarily indicative that you're going to grow up to be, like, crazy. Yeah. It's but... more, I, I would say, you know, kids want to have a person, uh, not personality. <laughs> kids want to have an imagination and be yeah. something outside of themselves. Yeah, I mean, so basically, like, the, the accounts of him as a young child is that he was just kind of odd. Um, and then also as a teenager as well, um, he was just kind of odd. He started getting into alcohol and drugs at a very young age. Um, he never finished high school. He ended up dropping out when he was 18 because by the time he was 18, he hadn't, like, uh, he was still academically a freshman. Oh, my God. Yeah, he, like, never finished. He, he never... Yeah. Um, and so, like, the, the people that knew him just said he was kind of, like, he was kind of an outcast, um, but he kind of just did whatever he wanted and, like, did his own thing. Um, one girl said that everybody in high school called him Turd Boy because he smelled like poop. Oh. Don't, don't off. Um, okay. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Again, like, bullying is not a reason, not something that turns you into a murderer. Like, it's just not. No, I know, but that's also, like... It's sad. It is sad. Kids are mean. Yes, kids are mean. It is sad. And, yeah, I mean... you're, you're like, I would call him so much worse. No, no, not like that. I just mean, like, his... Uh, he also struggled with a lot of mental health issues um his mom said he was diagnosed with psychosis uh schizophrenia and agoraphobia he was yeah he was hospitalized a few times when he was young he was sort of getting inconsistent mental health treatment when he was young and then it just kind of stopped completely in his adolescence um his mom says that's because she couldn't afford mental health care for him anymore Mm -hmm. um because it's really expensive, obviously, uh, for someone to be hospitalized and to get the right medication and everything that they need. Um, So his life just became more about doing drugs and... um, Self-medicating. Yeah, self-medicating and and kind of doing whatever he wanted. Um, So his mom had remarried and he had a stepfather. Uh, The stepfather did not have a good relationship with uh John there was some tension there um I also think that there was tension between John and his mother that he was potentially abusive towards her um again not super clear exactly what happened but when he's 18 and after he drops out of high school he convinces his mom to get her husband to move out of the house so 
yeah, so she so she gets her husband to move out of the house and and live somewhere else. And then it's just her and John living in this house together. And this is kind of where uh, things start getting even worse. He becomes obsessed with Satan and Satanism, um, which people think is like an obvious sort of um, rebellion against the community that he was living in because the town was like a very religious town in North Carolina. So uh, people think that his uh, push towards being like a Satan worshiper was about being against everybody else. You know, he kind of wanted to be that person that was broke away from from what everybody else was doing and was the the like ultimate outcast, but like proud of it. Um, and he tried to make himself seem really, really scary. So he tried to paint himself as this really frightening villainous type he would say that he would perform satanic rituals all the time he would brag about it um he got tattoos all over his body all over his face oh jeez he would claim that he could control the weather that he could read minds things like that um and he he really just wanted to kind of paint himself as this like boogeyman of the town um like that's how he really wanted to be perceived but it doesn't really seem like that's the way he was perceived by most people. People talk about him like, yes, he was really odd. He's really strange. But people didn't really fear him. Yeah. And he wanted to create a following of outcasts within the community. So he ended up befriending a lot of young people in the community who were turning to drugs out of sheer boredom. So... A lot of people end up becoming friends with him, and he has a house, so people can go to his house and hang out with him, and there's no rules at his house. Like, in this documentary, they interview a lot of people who are his friends, his, like, not really followers, but, like, people who were in his circle, in his group, and they all talk about, like, his house was, like, a cool place to be because there was no judgment, no rules. You could go over there and do whatever you wanted. You could go over there and get naked and run around you could get people would like take a shit on his floor and he didn't care and like drug then yeah basically but his mom is still living there and his yeah, mom I was to ask i was like where's his mom if he kicked out his stepdad his mom is still living there and his mom is paying all the bills and for the house so he doesn't have to have a job or anything and his mom buys him beer and gives him money to buy drugs so he doesn't have to earn money in any kind of way and um so it's just this this place to hang and people talk about his house like they say it was it smelled terrible like it had this horrible odor of like urine and like death basically is what they said it smelled like because they never cleaned obviously well uh, if they called him poop boy in high school then like yeah but i don't think that's the way that his house was in high school i think it's when he became an adult and he had more maybe physical power take control over his mom that he just took complete control of the house oh yeah no but what i'm saying is like if he already was doing stuff that he didn't smell like he was being hygienic than being a full-grown adult and having the the power like yeah you know. he 
so yes, he wasn't a fan of of hygiene. He claimed to only bathe once a year. Um, <laughs> he he thought that like filth was power, basically. So he felt that the the dirtier he was and the dirtier his home was, um, the more power he had. And so that was like he liked it that way. He liked living in filth. His whole, he had this whole circle of, of friends, people who would come over and hang out with him, do drugs with him, um, whatever. He was, and they said he would constantly try to brag about himself and try to say that he had killed people or he'd hurt people. He kept a lot of weapons in his house. One guy said, like, if you went into his kitchen and opened his dishwasher, it was just full of weapons. Um, like, he, he would just keep, like, lots of, like, knives and swords and guns in his home. Also, at the home, he would engage in rituals of, like, cutting himself, cutting other people, um, dr- drinking each other's blood kind of thing. Um, yeah. He would, oh. yeah, he would get people to engage in different activities with him that were, like, sort of satanic rituals. He tried to uh, manipulate people into doing orgies in his house with him. Yes. I'm sorry, I was like, if he only showers once a year. Mm-hmm. He's gross. I want to pull my skin off. Yeah, yeah. He's he's real gross. And, like, the people who are his friends, are like, talk about him like it was no big deal. Like, one guy talks about, like, yeah, we would go over and, like, cut, cut ourselves and cut each other and, and, and drink blood. And, you know, we would just have a good time together. <laughs> Oh my god, they must have so many, like, diseases. Yeah, I don't want to imagine it. But, I mean, all of most of these people that are being interviewed are either former heroin addicts or current heroin addicts or alcoholics or dealing with other issues. Yeah. So they just, they don't really care, and they just kind of talk about it like, yeah, those were the days. We had fun. You do, you boo-boo. And this is the early 2000s, by the way. Oh, yeah, because you said, the, you said uh, the financial crisis. This is, like, right around that time, 2008 and, and beyond. To go back to, he would brag a lot about killing people. He would brag a lot about hurting people. He would say that he was a cannibal, that he'd murder and eat people. He said he murdered homeless people, sex workers, like, all kinds of stuff. And nobody ever believed him because they knew that he was always trying to paint himself as, like, this really scary guy. And there was never there was never any proof. He never showed anybody any bodies or anything like that. So there was never any proof that he had done any of these things. Until bum, bum, bum. Um so now now that we have sort of set that scene, let's talk about Joshua Wetzler. His story is kind of very prominently featured in the documentary um, because it's told from the point of view of his former partner, the mother of his son. He was kind of just this regular guy, him and his partner, I believe her name is Stacy, moved to North Carolina because they wanted to open a farm and they wanted to like raise horses and rehabilitate horses together. Oh, yeah, so like in 2007-2008 they they moved and they had a loan to open this farm and then they really quickly fell behind on mortgage payments um and they had to foreclose on their home and shut down their farm. The way that Stacy kind of tells it is like they really felt 
like there wasn't any other options of making money. Like they were trying to make money, trying to find different odd jobs here and there, but there wasn't any way to mon- to make money. So uh, Josh started selling drugs. He started selling weed and mushrooms, harmless, minor, just he was he was doing it to get by but Stacy just didn't want his um his son to be around that so she decided to leave him and take their son um and it really wasn't about like personal difficulties between them it was really just more about like she didn't want her son to be around that and she talks about it in the documentary she's like I think that we would have gotten past it and it would have been it would have been fine but around 2008 Josh gets arrested because he received an order of mushrooms in the mail and because it came through the mail that's a federal offense so that's a felony he was arrested and convicted of the felony put on probation in in this documentary they really focus on the kind of crazy difference between people who get in trouble for violent crime in this situation in this story versus people who get in trouble for drug crime because mm-hmm. the people who get in trouble for drugs are like given so like such harsh punishment whereas yeah. the pe- the people who commit violent crime pretty much get away with it um and it's, it's really interesting uh when he's out on parole josh has no again he had he can't find a job because now he has a felony on his record so he oh has, no he has yeah to go back. i didn't think about that yeah He has to go back to selling drugs to make ends meet. And so he does that. And he's just kind of in and out of uh, Stacy and their son's lives. You know, he's selling drugs while he's supposed to be on parole. So he's trying to kind of lay low under the, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Trying not to get in trouble. So he's kind of trying to hide a little bit. So she said, like, sometimes they wouldn't hear from him for a few weeks or a couple months. But then he would call and show up again and and come see them again. And, um... So the last time that she saw Josh was in July of 2009, and she said he came over for a weekend. Um, he was spending time with their son, and like they're having a good time. They had like a cookout. They had friends over. It was a really like nice weekend. Everything was fine. And then she never saw him again after that. But uh, Stacy didn't report him missing because she assumed that. Josh was, um, he had violated his parole and was, like, on the run. Oh, gotcha. Because she kept getting calls from, like, his parole officer as well. So she was, like, he's avoiding parole. He's, he's, he did something bad and he's, he's hiding so that he doesn't get in trouble or he doesn't get caught by the police. Mm-hmm. Um, so she really just didn't think too much of it and then like a few months went by and Josh's mom called Stacy because she hadn't heard from him he hadn't called on her birthday and she was really concerned she said she thought it was really weird that Christmas went by and he didn't try to contact his son at all or see his son for Christmas what are you okay oh (laughs) sorry Anna just like lost her game and she like kicked out of frustration and I thought something was wrong okay I was gonna say I was like I heard something in the background yes and then also the guinea pigs are fighting so battle of the to the death oh god I hope not (laughs) um so anyway okay 
So she doesn't end up reporting him missing until February of 2010. So that's seven months later. And when she does finally report him missing, um, the police tell her that right after, um, that in July of 2009, they found Josh's car abandoned with the keys, um, with the keys in it, in like just a random parking lot. And they never contacted her about it um, or really made any, they didn't really care. Why? because he he wasn't reported as a missing person at that time. They just found his car. Okay. And we're like, okay. And his car had been and then he just impounded it. And and that was it. Um so she realizes that something is is very very wrong. And she did not know um she did not know this. She was not aware of this, but Josh had ended up in the social circle with Pazuzu and his his all his friends and Josh was actually living with Pazuzu for about a month uh, before he disappeared. Gotcha. So he had sort of been involved in this. Not and and Stacy kind of says like I don't really think those were his type of people. Like it's very strange to me that he would get involved with them, but also he was a really friendly guy and he he didn't like he didn't he wasn't very judgmental. Like he he was a really like open minded and really friendly kind of person. So. I guess he just he just became friends with these people. Yeah. And, um, but he himself wasn't like the kind of person who was who would be like into satanic rituals or well, it doing... doesn't really sound like he was also someone who would like he was just selling it to sell it for the money. He wasn't like Yeah, he wasn't he an wasn't addict. Doing, yeah. He no, wasn't he, doing the drugs. No, he wasn't an addict or anything like that. He was really just trying to get by and uh, just trying to trying to make money. Um, you know, because she was saying, like, when he was on parole, because you have to pay for your parole, like, meetings and stuff. Yeah. You have to pay. Um, so she's like, he couldn't afford his parole without selling drugs. He had to sell drugs to afford his parole. So That's just, so sad. Yeah, it, it they really get into sort of the cycle of addiction in the in the documentary and kind of it, it's very, very sad. They like really highlight um, a couple of the people who were in his circle who are still kind of addicts are still really struggling and kind of highlight their lives. And it's very upsetting. Another person who went missing around the same time that uh Josh did was a man named Tommy Welch who was just kind of a normal regular guy um he also had a family he also was like he was working part-time and he was just kind of a regular dude like I don't know that he was necessarily in the social circle um but he was like involved with people who were in the social circle with Pazuzu um so let's talk. I a just can't take you seriously every time you say Pazuzu. Well, it, in the documentary, they only refer to him as Pazuzu, like all his friends, because that's what he went by with all his friends. So I just, I don't know. That's what I'm going to call him. Okay. <laughs> so uh, back to the social circle of Pazuzu. So Pazuzu had somehow managed to get not one, but two girlfriends. Um, actually i believe he had three girlfriends get the fuck out of here who he called his fiancés 
Ew. And there was the two that are like heavily featured in the story are named Amber and Crystal, I believe. Oh, hey, what's up, Crystal? (laughs) Crystal with a K, um, if that makes it any better. I guess. And these were also girls who were much younger than him. So he's in his 30s at this point, and these girls are in, like, their early 20s. Um, So I believe Amber was 20. When she was arrested, she was, I think, 25. So she had to be, like, 21 or 20 um, at the time when this story takes place. So it's pretty, uh, he's definitely, like, manipulating these younger women into um, joining his circle and and becoming a part of his family or whatever. And they said, like, he really was kind of like a wannabe Charles Manson. Like, he really wanted to. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, every time you keep saying his, like, group, I keep wanting you to say cult. Yeah, so he really wanted to create a cult, and he was definitely a very much a wannabe Charles Manson type of guy. But they said it, like, the people who were his friends said it really wasn't, like, a cult. Like, yes, there were people who were, were, like, really close with him and, like, followed him in a way, but it wasn't... He he wanted it to be... More than it actually was. Yeah, like, he made it... He tried to make it seem like it was a, a legitimate cult, and it really wasn't. It was kind of just him and his girlfriends. Rumors start going around in 2010 uh, that Pazuzu had killed Josh, the man who went missing in the summer of 2009. And these rumors are kind of flying because Pazuzu himself is bragging about it. Um, He's telling people, I killed somebody, I killed somebody and I kept them in my basement. Um, He started telling this story. Like one guy said he came over. And uh, he was at, like, Pazuzu's house, and Pazuzu said, oh, I have a guy that I'm keeping in the basement. If anybody tries to get out of the basement and leave, like, don't let them leave. And he said he didn't really take it seriously. He's like, he, he said stuff like that all the time. And he's like, I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anybody come out of the basement. So I was just like, haha, oh, yeah, sure, okay. A couple of weeks later, somebody came over and asked him what the smell, like, they said they smelled, like, rotting flesh in his house, asked him what the smell was. He said there was a dead body in his basement and that he'd used bleach and cat litter to cover up the body to try to get rid of the smell, Um, but it didn't work. Uh, As somebody who has a cat, no. Nope. Nope. (laughs) That doesn't work. (laughs) Nope, didn't work. So he's really just bragging um, about his his conquest but nobody's taking him seriously nobody well, he seems like such an attention whore that like yeah of course he's gonna try to yeah and nobody yeah nobody cares nobody's taking him seriously and this one girl um that was one of his fiancés she was also telling people i helped get rid of the body i helped i helped bury him and they told this whole story about how they shot this guy dismembered him and buried him in pieces in the backyard. Um, so eventually this story is getting around to more and more people. It eventually reaches Stacy. Stacy went to the police with this story, and they said, yeah, we've already heard this story. They had already gotten uh, multiple anonymous tips about this story. One so girl said that- why aren't you doing shit? 
One girl said she thought that her father helped bury the body. Like, there was a lot of people coming to the police and saying, like, this probably happened. So the police execute a search warrant in 2010 um, to go to his home. They bring cadaver dogs. They apparently search the home and the property and find nothing. They said they found no evidence of a crime. So nothing is done about it. 2010. Kind of fades away. Um, Pazuzu just basically gets away with murder and nobody really cares. <clears throat> the police aren't doing anything and uh, it's super frustrating, obviously, for the families of these men who have gone missing. It's super frustrating for Stacy because she has this story of like that her ex-boyfriend was murdered and dismembered and buried in this guy's backyard and the police are doing absolutely nothing about it mm-hmm. um and they interview the police in the documentary and the police kind of say you know blah 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 there's only so much we can do there's only so much we can go off of you know anonymous tips can only give you so much and yeah i guess he ends up getting arrested Pazuzu and this other guy end up getting arrested um in relation to another death. So a 30-year-old man named Joseph Chandler, um, his body was discovered near a river by police on June 7th, 2010. And this is a year after his mother reported him missing. They eventually figure out that Joseph Chandler met up with Pazuzu and another guy in his group. Like, he, he didn't meet up with them. He didn't know them. But he was at a gas station, and they came up to him and started talking to him, somehow convinced him to get in their car with him, and they drove him off to this, like, remote location in this, this like, river. And this man, Joseph Chandler, was uh, legally blind. So oh, no. Yeah. Um, his mom... His mom is interviewed in the documentary, and it's really, like, it's really devastating because they end up convicting Pazuzu as accessory to I'm not the person as accessory to the murder because it was the other guy that actually shot him but the other guy claimed it was an accident that the gun just went off and shot him so the other guy was only convicted of involuntary manslaughter and Pazuzu was convicted of accessory after the fact well good and Pazuzu basically got nothing he got probation and he got like time served because he had been in jail waiting for his plea or whatever. So he he literally got basically a slap on the wrist for killing somebody. Yep. And again, like think back to this this guy, Josh, who was arrested for this drug charge and it ruined his life. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just and this guy was just trying to make money to to provide for himself and his band. Like it's just so sad. Yeah. In 2010, Pazuzu was also convicted of misdemeanor assault on his mother. His mother dropped those charges against him. Um, apparently, the police came to the home because apparently he was choking her. It, they thought that his uh, girlfriend was also um, beating the mother, and she was also arrested for domestic assault. It just very... So, I'm not exactly sure how much of this the mother, like... Because the mother was present for the murders and witnessed them happen. Oh, so it's like, how much can you really take her at her word for? No, it's not that. It's that, like, 
was she a victim in this situation? Oh, gotcha, yeah. Or was she an accomplice? Because she's never been... She's never faced any criminal charges for her involvement. Ended up taking another four years before the police are, uh, go back to search um, Pazuzu's home. So this is almost five years since these two men have gone missing. Um, they know about Joshua being missing. They don't know about the other that the other guy's disappearance is related to Pazuzu. Um, so 2014, they execute another search warrant, go into the home, and they show footage, like body cam footage for people at the scene, and they're going around, and the backyard is literally just shallow graves. Like, it's all of these dug up, um, like, piles of dirt with tarp, like, all over the backyard. These oh giant... Oh, God. And, and it's really obvious of, that... like, what it is. Yeah. So he... The police officer who was there on the scene and, like, discovered the bodies, like, he... Or I don't know if he's a police officer or he's a SBI, which I don't know what that means. Uh, they call it uh, a GBI for the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. So I didn't know if it had to do with the state. But if it's the Carolinas, that doesn't make much sense. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll give it a Google right now. Hang on. Let me give, give it, it a Goog. Let me give it a quick Goog. The North Carolina State Bureau of Investigation is called the SBI. Oh, okay, there you go. It, it just stands for State Bureau of Investigation. Oh. Okay, so so these are the people that went into the home and um, and were searching. And so the guy that um, is talking about it, uh, he said they uh, walked through, they did like a walkthrough of the house, they did walk through the backyard, um, and they decided to start digging up those really shallow graves in the backyard and they end up sorry I was burping um they end up finding a skeleton and upon like as they continue digging they end up finding another skeleton so now they are dealing with not one but two bodies that they found in the backyard of a sky yep. They have no idea who these people are or how they died or what happened to them. Um, medical examiner finds that both of them have been shot. They both died of being shot. They both died around the same time as well. I don't know about the dismemberment, if that was true, um, because they don't talk about it. Like, Stacy reads the autopsy report, and she reads about the gunshot wounds, and, and Josh died from eight gunshot wounds. He was shot eight times. Three times in the head and five times in the torso. So, like, this was just unnecessary overkill. And Pazuzu also bragged that prior to killing Josh, he had kept him in the, locked him in the basement. He was starving him and torturing him prior to, to killing him. Um, which, again, it's not known if that was actually true. So the police go through. They... Uh, go through the house and they're like it's literally like beyond condemnable like it's so bad and it's in such bad condition he's like the smell was so bad we had to leave and get firefighters to come in and go in with hazmat suits and oh like my God. oxygen tanks 
Ugh. And he's like, you can't imagine how somebody could exist, like, live in this house. And he's like, and by looking at it, you can tell that the person who was able to live in this house is capable of doing just about anything. Yeah. And his mom seemed to be very much in denial about his situation, about what was going on. Um, Her statements about, like, what was going on in the house was... um, Like, here's a quote from her. They were just friends as far as I knew. They liked to sing music. He didn't have anywhere to stay. They turned off his heat. um, And he asked if he could sleep on the couch. I didn't have a problem with it. I enjoyed John having friends. So, and then, and then talk, and this is talking about um, Joshua Wetzler. Yeah. Uh, And she says, I don't know where the killing, like, I don't know where it came from, referring to the killing of Wetzler. I really honestly think that he just didn't know what he was doing. He was not himself. He was on drugs or alcohol or both, probably. And she kind of talked, like, she talks about him and she says, like, he, he, he was, he had problems, but he wasn't a bad person. Okay, so either she's so brainwashed or she's actually fucking delusional. Obviously, this um, story was picked up by media and was very, like, sensationalized as, like, the house of horrors and, you know, this Satan-loving guy who is so evil. And, um, you know, there was rumors that he had a forked tongue. Ugh. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, people do that. And, like, if you want to do that, like, like but it, there's all, all these different stories came out. Oh, did I mention he filed his teeth to, like... No! What? You did not? <laughs> okay, so he also had, like... And his friends talked about it. He apparently was, like, like high on meth one time, and he, he sharpened his teeth into points. Oh! Oh! So they were sharp. Um, and he got his girlfriend, one of his girlfriends, to do that, too. The story of the murder of Josh Wetzler that they understand is that... Um, Pazuzu himself was the one who did the actual killing and then he called his girlfriend um, and asked her to come and help him dispose of the body. She lived in a different state at the time so while he was waiting for her to come and help him dispose of the body he kept the body in the basement covered it with bleach and cat litter to try and, and keep the smell and then a few days later she came over and they buried the body in the backyard um, and that's how they know the murder of Josh happened. I don't know about the other guy. They don't talk about him as much. Um, and I don't know if there is an official story. Another girl said that she was also called over to help dispose of the bodies that, and that she was threatened that she would be killed if she didn't help. Like they, they knew that obviously they all knew that Pazuzu was mentally ill. They knew that he was on drugs. And I just think that, all of these other people were on drugs as well and probably dealing with their own mental health issues as well, that they just really didn't, they were in a place to go to the police and say, somebody's bragging that he killed a bunch of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, so while you were just talking, I looked up a picture of him. Oh yeah. He's, he's a quite the interesting looking man, right? Uh, I don't think I'm gonna be able to sleep. Yeah, so I will post, I'll post a picture of him on the, on the Instagram. Um, but yeah, he is really... He's just, the, the type of tattoos on his face... Yeah, like I said, 
death in his eyes, the he like wanted, scraggly beard. <laughs> he wanted to look scary. He wanted people to be afraid of him. You know, he wanted to look scary. That's why he got all those tattoos all over himself. Miss, he had accomplished. On one of his forearms, I'm gesturing like you can see. On one, <laughs> of his, on one of his forearms, he had in all like big capital letters just the word Satan. Um just across his forearm like just bizarre guy and um he was evaluated in 2010 he he was given a psychological evaluation um in regards to the murder of um uh the chandler man yes um joseph joseph chandler and he was deemed competent to stand trial for that um however the he clearly has some schizophrenic traits. He has some psychotic traits. He clearly has some really significant, like, psychological issues, but still deemed him competent um, to stand trial, which is interesting. So as we know, the process of going through, like, a whole trial takes years and years um, after you're, you're arrested and charged with something. So after he was arrested and charged with these two murders, him and one of the girlfriends... Um, was ar- they were arrested and charged with one of the with the two murders and then eventually the other girlfriend was also arrested and charged with accessory I think um, but while they were awaiting trial Pazuzu died in jail um, so there was unconfirmed reports that he was in jail that in jail he had been trying to that he had been attempting suicide by biting through his own arm because as you remember he has pointed sharp oh yeah Mm. so he was trying to bite through his own arm and attempt to bleed out um because of that he was transferred to a different facility um where he was on a safe watch or safety watch um for his own personal safety um it was when he was in the the more the high security facility and on the safety watch that he died um of what they believe was suicide because he was alone um they did not find any weapon in his cell so it's believed that he he chewed through his own arm and got oh. got to a, a deep vein in his arm. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like That's horrible. It's just in oh like you have to really be in a in a very dissociated psychotic state to be able to do that and not stop you know what I mean because your body tries to protect you from pain things like that so like when you're actually inflicting that wound onto yourself with your own mouth like there's your body's going to do everything it can to stop you oh yeah so it's really interesting um uh there is in the documentary like a couple of guys that were like in jail at the same time he was talk about like seeing him in jail and one guy said like he was literally like uh Hannibal Lecter they had him tied up they had a mask on his face and he was screaming and like he would go from like screaming to being totally calm to like singing to whispering like he was just all over the place clearly not in his right mind and just clearly I mean was he ever in his right mind was he ever in a right mind you know Uh, yeah uh, Um, no (laughs) it's 
I think his entire adult life was probably just him in a psychotic state, you know? Unfortunately, Pazuzu was never... Held uh, responsible. Never held responsible, and he, he never got to stand trial and take that responsibility for what he did. Um, his girlfriend... Is that Monkey? That is Monkey. Begging to come in. Or begging for something. So, um, his girlfriend, Amber Birch, who was 24 at the time of the arrest in 2014. So, at the time of the actual murder, she was, what, 19? Mm-hmm. Um, she was charged with first-degree murder, I believe. Or was she charged with accessory? Another friend, another of his, um girlfriends crystal matlock was charged with accessory after the fact to first degree murder crystal matlock and amber bunch or birch amber birch are still in jail to this day obviously amber birch was given i believe 30 years or or yeah something like 30 years um she's eligible for parole in 19 in 1945 oh okay then 2045 she will be eligible for parole i mean that that's just the point that we're at now because of the 2020s you know (laughs) oh god all right in 2045 she'll be eligible for parole so she might have been charged with let me let me see if i can find her exact charges um Where is she now? Listen, we know where she is. She's in jail. Yes. She she was charged. uh, She was charged with second degree murder, armed robbery, and accessory after the fact. Her uh, sentencing date began on March 9th of 2017. She will be uh, project. Her projected release date is May 20th, 2045. So. Ugh. Yes. Um. Yeah. Oh my god, I'll we oh we'll be like fifty and forty nine when that happens. Okay, shut up. <laughs> I, I can't believe you just say that to me. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, that, that's that's the story of Pazuzu, which wasn't if you want more detail, if you want more information, go watch no, good. That, go <laughs> that documentary. Otherwise, um yeah. That's the story, man. It's wild. Just oh crazy. Oh. Okay, so also you have to explain that your roommate has a cat named Monkey, so that was not Leo. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was a cat. That was my good friend Monkaroonie. He's not my cat. I just live with him. Yes. Very cute, very cute. Okay. <sighs> so, the, my inspiration for this was you you good uh, yeah that was just the water bottle sorry okay so Go on. my inspiration for this I am one of those people who gets a little too into YouTube because I don't usually watch TV I like to just watch YouTube videos and content and same it, it entertains me for quite a bit of time same. Fil- 
fills the void when I'm eating because I have <laughs> fire sticks, so I just plug it in and put it on my TV screen. So there's this channel that I found, and it's only been around for like 10 months or so, but they only produce like a video every couple weeks. Okay. Um, because it's fully animation and all science based. Ooh. So the channel's called Brew. Mm-hmm. The characters are super cute. And the, the guy, his name is Brew, and he drinks coffee to, like, stay awake. Cute. Yeah, he's very cute. And so everything's, like, animated, and then, like, you got, like, cool little gifs that come in and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the newest video that they posted four days ago was on the Mandela effect. <gasps> yes! So I was like, I want to do it on the do it on it and then go over some of the like examples and the fact that people have conspiracy theories about the real reason why that we experience this. So, uh, first off, the Mandela effect is a collective cultural ingrained memory that is contradictory to recorded history. That's like the easiest way to definition. And it was given on brew. So this is there. They're my source. Um, <laughs> so pretty much it's something that everyone believes to be true, but isn't true. Uh, so one of the, the reason why it's called the Mandela effect is that many people that they had once thought that Nelson Mandela died in the eighties and not 2013. Yes. Died while he was in prison, right? Yes. So people have these like, like, I swear this is an ingrained memory. There's no way that you're telling me that this is a lie. Yada, yada, yada. So, um, Fiona Brumi, um, she's a paranormal consultant. She had been at the 2010 Dragon Con and started to, like, talk to groups of people and see that, like, who had this off memory. Mm-hmm. Um, or off memories in general. Uh, so she was one of the first people to coin the phrase the Mandela Effect. Oh, Yes. Um, Good for her. Yes. Um, though the phenomenon existed prior, um, sh- she came up with the phrase. Yep. yep. Uh, okay. So some of the examples of theories for this is that one-off, people believe that we're getting glimpses of an alternate reality. Mm-hmm. Someone had come up with a theory that we've stared at the TV for so long, like, that we jump into an alternative timeline and might have seen Nelson Mandela die or something. Okay. <laughs> um, it was it was a little strange, um, you know, so they were like, oh, well, some people say that. Some people also believe that the government has a machine that can create black holes that create alternative realities. 
Okay. So, uh, then some people like to be like, oh, well, this is the truth of the fact that somebody has the ability of time travel because they're changing things. Yeah. Uh, to, like, screw with people. When it really comes down to it, it, it's more of the fact that a group of people have a wrong memory that they've reassessed so many times or has been ingrained in their brain a certain way that they just accept that as reality. And then Mm -hmm. when they have this, oh, that's not true, your brain's like completely blown and you're like, what the fuck? I swear that this was not that. So, so, so So I wanted to like talk about it and then talk about majority of the examples of the Mandela effect at work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So some of the very, very common ones. Can we, can we just like start with Berenstein Bears? Because I'm still (laughs) angry about it. Yeah. So actually that's the first one I was going to start off with. Okay. Excellent. Perfect. Because I'm still angry about it. Yes. So so if you guys don't know, there's like the famous like book series, like when we were kids and I think our parents were kids. It's a bear family and they do go on an adventures and there was like a cartoon show for a little bit too. And this is the confusing part because many of us know it as the Berenstein Bears, which is spelled B-E-R-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. But it's actually Berenstein Bears? No, Berenstain. Stain. Okay. But it's A instead of the E. Listen, I'm <laughs> furious about it. To, like, every time I think about it, it makes me so mad because the fucking... Okay, I remember very clearly reading those books as a child. Yeah. I very... I also watched... There was a TV show of it. That's, that's what I was saying. Yeah, there was a TV show. And... I watched that, the TV show of it, and I remember, like, the little intro song, like, Berenstain Bears, like, I remember that, and so clearly, like, yeah. I don't remember them saying it, Berenstain, actually, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look up right now, I'm I, gonna look up the, I, so in Brew, they actually play the clip, and they do say stain, no, yeah, they so say Berenstain Bears, yeah, I'm gonna play it right now. The Berenstain Bears. No! <laughs> she does say stain, but it's, it's like her southern accent. That, Is it Dolly Parton who sings that? It fucking sounds like Dolly Parton. Also, comments are turned off for this video. <laughs> They're sick of people commenting. No! <laughs> Okay, so that's a major one. Another one that, uh, and this, the the examples I'm getting them off of, which I don't know is, if it's a great uh, Source. resource, yeah, is uh, BuzzFeed. Um, sure, whatever. Okay, but I, for the longest time, thought Oscar Mayer was M-E-Y-E-R, and it's M-A-Y-E-R. Yeah, so I think some of these, I'm like, I really don't remember. Like, I remember the, do you remember the song? Yeah, exactly. And that's what it says. It's like, a lot of people recall 
the jingle from the commercial insisting the lyrics are my baloney has a first name it's O S T A R. my baloney has a second name it's m-a-y-e-r still somehow it's actually mayor though many people believe that it's that's the real baloney here ha get it <laughs> yeah so I remember like I, I'm trying I can't remember if I like remember the jingle as being my baloney has a second name it's m-e-y-e-r or m-a-y-e-r when I sing it when I say it out loud m-a-y-e-r sounds correct so I don't know yeah like, I, I, I don't know if this is this is one that I am a part of yeah okay. I'm, I'm not a part of this alternate universe okay that's keep fine. going <laughs> okay, so sex in the city versus sex and the city? I always knew it was sex and the city. Okay, but I thought it was sex in the city. And remember how I was talking about that show called The Circle last time? Mm-hmm. So they had done a trivia game as a part of one of the challenges. And they had the question of, like, emojis doing, like, sex and the city and the guy said sex in the city so I know that that I'm not the only one no you're not the only one that is definitely something that people believed Mm -hmm. I again am not just are not one of those people that's I'm not a part of that parallel universe I mean I didn't really care because like I don't like sex and the city but uh yeah okay this I, shut up. Anyways. Cassidy is going to listen to this and be very offended. I'm so sorry, Cassidy. Please don't cancel me. No, she's not going to cancel you. Just... I named the last episode for you. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. She She's a big fan of Sex and the City, though. She was a, yeah. she, she was a big fan back in the was day. Was she a Miranda? <laughs> Ew, no. She's a Carrie. Oh, okay. I, Obviously. I don't know. I'm sorry. She's a Carrie. I'm kind of... Actually, I don't know who I would be. Somewhere between a Miranda and a Charlotte, I think. Is Charlotte the blonde? No, Samantha's the blonde. Oh, no, but I mean uh, the one with the short hair. Miranda's the one with the short hair. Oh, okay. Anyways. um, So the third one is We Are the Champions by Queen ending differently than many recall. So I remember it as no time for losers because we are the champions of the Uh, world. world. Yes. Yes, but that never was said. I know. Is it just like a thing that we did as kids that we assumed and like just ingrained it in our own brains? Like, because I swear I remember that being a part of the song. I, okay, so I have very specific memories of this song because when I was in middle school, like there was- Like sixth grade, right? Yeah, like there was yeah. one, of our, one of our bus drivers mm-hmm. um, who would like drive us to like softball, like when I was in softball, if we had like away games, you know, we would drive, whatever. If we won the game, which we oh, very we rarely did, it. but if we won the game, then he would play um, this- like he had like a tape of rec- like a tape of different songs and we are the champions was one of them there is like another one bites the dust and like uh, some other songs and he would play it on the on the ride home that was our like reward for winning their game <laughs> oh, so i, I remember like 
belting out we are the champions and i remember being like of the world Whoa. like i remember that yeah exactly clear distinct memories of that but yeah. again um okay another one is that the monopoly man does not have a monocle yeah i was i was never really a monopoly player but again i feel like because of the top hat you automatically assume there's a monocle, the monocle yeah i guess that's true um, the other one was that, uh, Pikachu, his tail, the tip, um, is not black. Yeah. Um, again, I You're think... like, not surprised. <laughs> no, I think, I know that one. I think Pichu, the, the one that evolves into Pikachu, has okay. a black point at the end of its tail. I have no idea. You're and that's why. Who does not know. Okay, this one blew my mind. And I never realized this. Uh-oh. Curious George never had a tail. No, he didn't. I'm taking a screenshot and I'm sending you the picture. But it blew he- my fucking mind. Because I was yeah. like, oh my god, it's weird. Why doesn't he have a fucking tail? Also... I would like to to state that yes, Pichu has a an all black tail, which is probably why people remember Pikachu having black mm-hmm. in his tail, but he does not because he's the of the evolved Pichu. Anyway, I, I, I'm a fucking nerd, and I'm so sad that I know that. <laughs> like it bothers me now. That he doesn't have a fucking tail. That Curious George doesn't have a tail. Yeah, I don't remember him having a tail, though. Um, That isn't one that... Well, I like, just sent it to you, so look at the picture. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> right? Doesn't it make you uncomfortable? Yeah, like, he should have a tail. Like, the he one of him with the tail, tail looks correct, and the one of him without the tail looks bizarre. Okay, another one. How do you spell Chick-fil-A? Okay, this one is... I never grew up near chick Like, I didn't know what Chick-fil-A was until I was, like, an adult. Yeah, so. that's fair. Okay. But it's Chick-fil-A, it's, everybody C- thinks, H-I-C-K. Yeah, but a but lot of people think it's, it's just C or just K. Yes. It's strange. Okay. Um, okay, so this one is a... F- Famous one. So Darth Vader never says, Luke, I am your father. No, he's, but he doesn't, he say, he says, says, no, I am your father. Yeah, he says, I am your father. He just doesn't say Luke before. Yeah, but a lot of people remember it as being Luke, I am your father. Yeah. Okay. C3PO isn't all gold. He has a silver leg. Oh. Yeah. But, mm. oh, um, interesting. I have never realized that one. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to rewatch it. Um, sure. Mr. Rogers' theme song opening line is different than people remember. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Okay. So it says that the beginning line is it. Um, It says, he sings a little jingle that many people remember beginning with the line, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. 
That's not what it is, though. Instead, he clearly states it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Oh, no, that's incorrect. <laughs> okay, so there's a video attached. Oh, Play. and it's no longer available. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, but we'll have to listen to that at a different time then. Um, another theory is that people think that Mona Lisa s- is smiling now, but she used to be emotionless. Oh, okay. So it's- she's grown a smile? <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, okay. I would I would like to point out the Tom Hanks movie uh-huh. about Mr. Rogers is called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Uh, I'm just... Like I said, I'm getting this from BuzzFeed. Don't come no, for me. I, I found the I found the, the thing. Hang on. Oh, after this ad. At your hang on, hang on, hang on. At your fingertips. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I can't skip this ad, so fuck you, Uber. You support Donald Trump. Okay. <laughs> Rogers, get to it. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Would you be mine? Oh, I skipped it. <laughs> Hang on. Oh. Here we go. Here we go. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. No. <laughs> Would you be mine? What the fuck? <laughs> we live in a different reality. <laughs> I'm mad. But again, the the movie. Yes. The Tom Hanks movie is called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. So, yeah, like, it's widely might... accepted. Yes, but that is probably why they named it that, is because they'd be like, what the fuck? If if they called it A Beautiful Day in this neighborhood, everybody yes. would be like, fuck you. Exactly. Fuck you. <laughs> they'd be like, no, I'm not going because that's not the line. The action, yeah. That would have been, been good publicity. Yeah, it would have okay. been. So, Kit Kat doesn't have a dash. Oh, sorry, I dropped my phone on the floor. <laughs> I was like, wow, is that your jaw? <laughs> that was my jaw. Kit Kat doesn't have a dash. <laughs> I swear I remember a dash. But I it also doesn't, it like, both of them look right to me. It's weird. Yeah. What's What's the, the, in the office, break me off a piece of that <laughs> cat litter, <laughs> whatever the fuck he says. Oh my he God. can't remember for the life, but Andy cannot remember. Yeah, yeah. I like vaguely remember it. I, um, they were playing the, uh, Christmas Yankee Swap episode in the, um, the, the cafeteria the other day. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny. And I was like, okay, I, it really is true. I do like The Office. I just got to push through the first season and make it past my anxiety of Michael not doing his job correctly. Um, yes. But, um, so, <laughs> sorry for that tangent. Another one is people remember a Sinbad genie movie from the 90s. There isn't one. Um, that is one that 
I'm too young for. Yeah. So I remember. Yeah. Oh, well, I think, so they say that a lot of people confuse the movie with Shazam, which Shaq yeah. was in. And I do yeah. remember that, even though I was two when that came out. I don't remember that movie. So. Yeah. Well, it was played in the later 90s. Um, okay. So life isn't like a box of chocolates. Um, so in the movie Forrest Gump, um, we know it as life's like a bu- box of chocolate, but the actual line is life was like a box of chocolates. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is Hannibal Lecter never said hello Clarice hello Clarice yes except for he never said it the only problem is that never happened when Clarice first meets Hannibal Lecter he simply says good morning that's it how is a film's most well-known line non-existent no one knows and it's eating away at people yeah that is crazy right Okay, Interview with the Vampire isn't called Interview with the Vampire. It actually is Interview with the Vampire, despite the fact that entering Interview with into Google shows Interview with a Vampire as the top search. Yeah. Um, is You're it like, I don't care about that. <laughs> no, 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 it's not that. It's like, I don't, I've never seen it. But oh, it's, I have. It's based on a book, right? Yes. And the book is named Interview with the Vampire as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I definitely, like, think of the book as being named Interview with a Vampire, so. No, the Vampire, yeah. Weird. It's weird. a it's a very weird, it was a part, it was a part of my uh, senior year uh, vampire English course. Okay. Do you remember me taking that? Yes. I was in it with Becca, and, um, yeah, it was, uh, someone's final project was that we had to relive the Bella and Edward wedding. Fuck, yes, you did. And it was slideshow form. Oh, incredible. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember keep looking at Becca and being like, are, are, are we, is this reality? Um, so the other one is the fact that the queen in Snow White never said mirror, mirror on the wall. She says magic mirror on the wall. Oh, that's a weird one, too. Yep. Oh, but it, it but if you do like if you do find the video, she does say magic mirror on the wall. Yeah. But everyone remembers it. As mirror, mirror on the wall, because it's referenced in Shrek. It's re- referenced in the Snoop Dogg song. It's strange. Oh, great. That's so funny when it's referenced in other, like, Stuff. forms of media. But see, that's, I think that's the point, is that they're, like, you're referencing something incorrectly. And yeah. thus, you're continuing the false fact. Yeah, but then why did you remember it as that? In the first place. I, I, I don't know. Maybe they were like, oh, this sounds better. Like when they were doing like Shrek or something like that. And people were like, oh. And then everyone remembers it. Sound, it sounds better because it sounds right. 
It sounds correct. Like, it sounds like that's what it's supposed to be. Uh, mm, I don't know. Um, so, universes, man. so the peanut butter brand Jiffy never existed. It's always just been Jiff. I know this one. I feel like people just confuse it with Skippy. Yes. You know what? You're right. Because you're absolutely right. Because I remember Jiffy, but you're right. It's the fact that I've combined the two. Yeah. It's you've combined Jiff and Skippy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fruit Loops. Are it's it's F R O O T, right? Yes. It's not fruit. Yeah. F R O O T. You know why? Because they're not made with me. actual fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Um, yeah, they say some is original. Some say it was originally Fruit Loops, then changed it to Fruit Loops with F R O O T. While others believe it went from Fruit Loops to Fruit Loops. I don't want to keep spelling it. Sorry, you get what I'm saying, guys. Many people claim the change happened during their childhood, while others say that they just noticed it in recent months. Whatever you believe, if you Google the cereal or find a box in real life, you'll see Fruit Loops being F-R-O-O-T. Yep. Um, if you, oh, and then that's kind of the end of it, and it says, uh, if you like having your mind blown, you should also watch this video. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are some of the most popular ones. There was some other ones where people believed that um, the Lindbergh baby um, was a cold case, but it's not a cold case. Oh. Did you not know that? I don't think so. Yeah, they ended up uh, holding someone responsible for it. <sighs> yeah, but did, did they, like... They never actually found the... They found the body. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that will have to be another episode. But yes, the body was found and someone was sent to jail for it. But do they believe like that that wasn't actually the guy? Um, It's a bit complicated. Okay. But that, that, that will have to be a story for a different day. Wait, there's another one mm-hmm. that... I just, like, I had to look up because I was thinking, when you finished, I was thinking there was another one that I couldn't remember. And it's the Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah. That one I was I was really pissed about. Yes. Um, it's, it's tunes like T-U-N-E-S and instead of T-O-O-N-S. Yes, but I remember it as the O-O-S because that makes Me sense. Too. With Me cartoons too. With cartoons instead of tunes like music. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was, uh, I, I, isn't that on the dental floss, or not dent, mental floss, I think that's on the mental floss um, website. <laughs> the dental floss website. Sorry, you know what. <laughs> I know what you mean, I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, um, no, I'm on goodhousekeeping.com. <laughs> oh, that's what it was, it was a weird one. Yeah, it is a weird one. Sketches oh doesn't have a T in it. Yeah. I know, that one I was like, what the? Yo, okay, so I just pulled up the mentalfloss.com one, and they have <laughs> unrelated, technically, from the 
Mandela effect. Um, they have the the they have the book from the Bernstein Bears of the candy um, book where like the kids throw a fit in the store because they want candy. Oh, yes. And, it, and that's like one of my favorite, like one of my favorite uh, books from them. I remember it, that My one. memories are just coming back to me right now because yes. I also was like, why would they do that? Okay, wait. I'm still looking at this article now, and Fruit of the Loom, yeah, the, the logo doesn't have a cornucopia behind the fruit. I'm no, I honestly, I never remember. I, like, I think <clears throat> that I associated fruit falling out of one from Thanksgiving, and then my brain just put those two together. But I, I don't remember because I remember the Fruit of the Loom commercials where the guys were dressed up as the fruit. Okay. So I know that it was never in there. The Flintstones has two T's? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? I'm mad. I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the f- it, it's just interesting that, like, your brain either, one, is just, like, combining things and storing them differently in your brains. Yeah. Um, or we really are... Like, Febreze, the fact that Febreze only has one, one e. e instead of two E's <laughs> fucking pissed me off. Mm. But His name is just Smokey Bear instead of Smokey the Bear. Yeah, but it makes sense to say Smokey the Bear instead it, of Smokey Bear. It does, yeah. Just sounds better. There are people who believe that there are 51 and 52 states in the United States. So, I remember... Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, I remember people being like, technically there's 51 states because... Da, 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 da. But... Oh, well, you mean like, you mean territories? Yeah, because because we had like territories. Yeah, whatever. but they don't. But they're not. Called they, they don't count. Yeah. 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 Or because of Washington D.C. <laughs> oh my God. Well, like I remember, I remember in elementary school, somebody being like, "Washington D.C. is de- technically is considered its own state." Uh, technically, it's uh, they call it D.C. because it's the District of Columbia. Yeah. So that yeah. it wouldn't be a biased place but okay um they also have did you see the tank man yes so um, a lot of people remember the tank man being run over and killed while other people remember the tank um man getting out of the way in Tiananmen Tiananmen Square so I remember him getting out of the way, but I remember growing up with my grandparents and parents telling me that he was run over and killed. I don't remember that at all, so mm. I have no... Yeah, some of this, some of them are, like, interesting because these aren't things that, like, like I don't know when um, Mother Teresa was made a saint 
Yeah. But I would I, never know that. Yeah. But it says it happened in 2016. But that seems too recent for me. But I'm not religious, so I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know uh, either. But no, I, people think it was done while she was still alive, but it happened oh, after she was dead. Gotcha. After she died. That's the... Yeah, they the can't... But yeah, you can't... You can't be named a saint when the person's still alive, I thought. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for talking about that one. Yes, of course. But I thought that you... Because you had said last time that you were... You had your week of vacation and that you were going to do... Um, a conspiracy theory so I was I, like oh I'm gonna do this one because it caught my attention and I was like I thought it was really interesting and then of course as I'm driving home right before we start filming fucking them listening to and that's why we drink and they bring up the Mandela effect and I was like yo first off Christine and M, <laughs> you didn't mention us or my story so I'm upset but also, don't you dare steal my topic. <laughs> I know that you didn't actually steal my topic, but still. I'm a little butthurt, okay? Okay. Okay, Anyways, <laughs> What's your positive vibe for the week? My positive vibes? Um, I don't know. Um... <laughs> This weekend, this weekend, Anna and I are going to, or not this week, I guess next weekend, this, this coming weekend, Anna and I are going to a U.S. women's soccer game. Oh, yeah. And then we're going a couple weeks this, later. What? I said, and then we're going a couple weeks later to go see Em and Christine. Woohoo! <laughs> yes. And yes. so very excited about that. Going to be a fun time. Um, that's my positive vibes for this week. Ooh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, my positive vibe. Ooh, my positive vibe is that yesterday I officially finished my last double classes for my grad degree. Um, and, uh, my low is the fact that, uh, my last class starts tomorrow, so I didn't really get a break, but it's my last class of grad school and I'm so close. Yay! Ah! So. That's so exciting. Oh, yes, and I just want it to be fucking over. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, like, slow, like, very quietly tell myself, like, in the mirror in the morning, it's worth it. The degree is worth it. It, it will be worth it. It will be worth it, Mary. You can do it. We believe in you. Yeah. Yes. You're going to kill it. Thanks. I really hope so. Um, but yeah, so those are our positive vibes. Anna, do you want to say what your positive vibe is? Anna's positive vibe is the soccer game, for sure. Anna, do you have any other positive vibes to share? Mm hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to include you. Do you have any other... She can't hear you. Do you have any other positive vibes to share? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to stop asking Anna. <laughs> okay, well, thanks, guys, so much for tuning in this week. Um, don't forget to subscribe and rate and, and review. review. Uh, um. 
as well as don't forget to follow us on our social media because we also have a Twitter now. Yes, we are at CWC pod mm-hmm. um, because there is a character limit to how long your thing can be. <laughs> and it was actually hard for me to find a legitimate, like an actual thing to use. Um, it was so CWC pod um, on Twitter and uh, caffeinated crime pod on Instagram. Give us a follow. Yes. And don't forget that you can also email us your fan stories so that they can be read on air mm-hmm. um, at crimeswildcaffeinated at gmail.com. And dear Lord, somebody email me. <laughs> God. Woohoo. Somebody send us an email. Please. Just say hi. Just... I don't even care. Just say hi. <laughs> Whew. Okay. Um, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, take your meds. Yes. Take your meds. And we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.